Ever wonder how and if the Bible has relevance for today? On this podcast, we provide biblical answers to today's tough questions. Hi friends, I'm Pastor Robert Young. We have 30 plus years of church planting and mentoring other pastors. 30 plus years of training leaders in evangelism and discipleship. Our team of missionaries go into jails, rehabs, parks, street corners, coffee houses, and any place unchurched people gather. We present the true untainted gospel. We ask questions and give answers as we conduct surveys. We do this so that you can make a true informed decision about Jesus Christ. And today our question is, is being transgender a sin? We will attempt to answer this question next on the podcast. Hi friends, welcome to the Not Your Parents Religion Podcast, and today we will be concluding our Pride Month series with a biblical talk on transgender. Transgender people are individuals who do not identify with the sex they were assigned at birth and may seek to transition to a different gender through hormone therapy, surgery, and or social transition. This issue has caused a lot of confusion, fear, and misunderstanding in our communities. And many people wonder what the Bible says about transgender individuals. First, let me say that as Christians, our primary concern should always be to love our neighbors as ourselves, regardless of their gender identity. We should treat transgender individuals with the same dignity and respect that we would want for ourselves. And we should not discriminate against them in any way. In fact, Jesus commands us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Mark 12, 31. And this includes transgender people. When it comes to the specific issue of transgender identity, the Bible mentions very little about it. The concept of gender identity Identity as we understand it today was not known in biblical times. So I couldn't find explicit references to transgender people or the experiences they face. However, there are some principles in the Bible that can guide us in our understanding of gender and human identity. First, we know that human beings were created in the image of God. Genesis 1 verse 27 tells us, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. This verse verse affirms that all human beings, regardless of their gender, gender, excuse me, identity, are made in the image of God and have inherent dignity and worth. This means that we cannot and should not dismiss or disrespect transgender individuals on the basis of of their gender identity because they are also made in the image of God. We know that God's love and grace extends to all people, regardless of their gender identity or any other characteristics. In the book of Galatians chapter three, verse 28, it says there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male or female for all are one in Christ. This verse affirms that in Christ, all people are equal and unified regardless of their social or biological status. This means that being transgender does not make someone less worthy of God's love and acceptance. 
Jesus's ministry was marked by his care and concern for those who were marginalized and excluded in society. He reached out to the outcasts, the poor, the sinners, and the sick, showing them love and compassion. In the same way, we should seek to love and support transgender individuals who have been marginalized and excluded by society. We should be a source of hope and healing for them, not judgment or condemnation. But let me add this little piece in here. Some Christians and others are promoting the narrative that all transgender people are grooming pedophiles that target children. The problem here is the misguided Christians that label all transgender people as one complete unit. Remember, these same misguided Christians have also labeled other groups of marginalized people as well. Labeling a marginalized group by the actions of a few from the group is an oppressive and unfair practice that can result in harm to innocent individuals of that marginalized group and is something that God does not condone. When individuals from a marginalized group engage in actions that might be considered questionable or inappropriate, a common reaction is to generalize those actions to the entire group. This approach reinforces negative stereotypes and puts unnecessary burdens on the group members who have nothing to do with the actions of the few. It fuels discrimination, resentment, and even hatred making it harder for the marginalized group to gain respect and recognition. And in this case, basic human rights from the larger society. So instead of looking at the individual cases and trying to determine the cause of the actions, society might choose to label the entire group as bad, dangerous, or immoral. This practice can lead to a lot of suffering for their marginalized group including discrimination, exclusion, and violence. Again, as Christians, it is essential to recognize that labeling a marginalized group based on the actions of a few in that group is a harmful practice that should be avoided. Now, while the Bible may not directly address transgender identities, it does provide principles that can guide us in our interactions with transgender individuals. We should love and respect all people, recognizing that they are made in God's image and are worthy of his love and grace. By doing so, we can reflect the love of Christ and help create a more just and inclusive society for all. Now, as we conclude our discussion on Pride Month, I want to invite anyone from the LGBT community who may have recognized that I have said some things that unintentionally were offensive. Get in touch with us. Let us know. We want to be an ally. Specifically, we want you to know that not all Christians are hateful hypocrites. If we have said something that is offensive, it was done unintentionally. Get in touch with us. If you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time and you realize and recognize that you want This Jesus Christ, this love, this God of love that we've been talking about through this whole series, this God that says, I love you, come to me just like you are. I will love you. I will accept you. Your sense of identity is in me. 
not in this world per se, because one day you're going to leave from this plane of existence and you're going to stand before me. Regardless of your status in life, regardless if man recognizes you, regardless if man, no matter what, I love you. Now, if you've come to that realization that you want that Jesus, he has a certain specific way to come to him, to the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ. And that is believing that all of us have sinned. We were born in sin and shaping in iniquity, as David from the Old Testament says, because we were born with the nature of Adam and have the propensity for sin. There's something inside of us that will eventually call us, cause us to miss the mark, as it were. First thing we need to do is to ask God to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. To believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he came, paid the price for our penalty of sins, died on that cross and rose again on that third day and is coming back once again, that you believe that you believe on Jesus Christ and ask God to fill us with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. He will bring back to our remembrance the things that God has said in his word. Now, friend, if you have said that with a sincere heart and believe in Jesus Christ and have repented of your sins and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, the Bible lets me know that your name is written in a book in heaven called the Lamb's Book of Life. But there's one more thing you must do. Get in contact with us for further information and clarification about this whole process. It's not just a one-time deal. God wants and desires to have a personal relationship with you. So get in contact with us in all of the ways to get in contact with us in the description box below. And until next time, we will see you. My name is Pastor Robert Young, and we will see you again on Not Your Parents' Religion podcast.